0: Wonderful Jesus, Savior, Friend, Redeemer, Life-Giver, Peace-Bringer. Would we know your presence ever near today? Would we feel the tangible presence of Jesus amongst us? I know I need to feel you, Lord. I need to know you're here. And I pray that for my dear friends, my brothers and sisters here that we would know your presence, that we'd know your nearness. As we look at your word today, as we look at your word today, would it be a lamp and a light to us? Would you reveal the motives of our heart? And would you lead us in the way everlasting? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Man, it's been a, hope you've had a good Christmas. Did you manage to have the Christmas you wanted to have? Some of you, dear old Katie and Andy got COVID. Lots of this family got COVID. Many of my friends got it for the second time. I'm looking at Neil. How are you feeling, bro? Um, Man, this is like, it's still with us. And this is still the, the land we're living in. And it's been two years. Is it two years now that this has been mask central, right? I'm looking out again with an array of different masks, but this is life. This is life. So I wanted to look today at just a, a proverb, actually, Proverbs 3. If you can turn, if you've got a Bible with you, turn to Proverbs 3. It'll come up on the screen as well. As you're, as you're getting, getting there, turning there, just to let you know, we're going to kick off a new series from next week. And hopefully this series is going to see us through to Easter and we're going to be looking at the Sermon on the Mount. We want, we've just felt as a team just to take our time going through that. So the very wonderful Jonathan Hodges, is yeah, whoa, all of John's family's here today. Um, John's going to kick us off next week. He just yeah, I'm excited to hear what he's going to bring. And then it's going to be Andy, then Katie, and you're going to have different faces in the series. So we're looking forward to doing that. So today's a bit of a standalone. We're looking at Proverbs three. Going to be familiar verses, but I really felt drawn in a very peaceful way, not fireworks from heaven or anything like that, but just my heart drawn to these verses again. Proverbs 3, I'm going to read eight verses. My son, don't forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. So you'll find favour and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. And he will make straight your paths. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn from evil. It will be healing to your flesh. Some translations say to your navel. Bit weird, isn't it? Just your belly, just there healing to your navel, and refreshment or medicine to your bones. This this is the word of the Lord. This This is wisdom for us. This is the word of the Lord. As we humble ourselves under him, as we take on what this scripture is telling us, it says it's going to be healing for us, healing for our flesh, maybe for some of your navels, and medicine for your bones man, I need that. I'm turning 48 this year. I feel old. Sorry, no, I'm not old, but I know I need medicine for my bones, <laughs> quite literally. You know, friends, these can be so familiar. These verses, some of you have got them in your Bibles, obviously, but like little bookmarks, maybe fridge magnets, maybe you're wearing a t-shirt with "Trust in the Lord with all your heart. These could be so familiar for us, and it, even as I read down this, some of you are just like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm just familiar with this." For some, could be the first time you've you've heard it. It maybe it's the first time for many years you've you've read it again or you've looked at it again. But Proverbs is such a brilliant book. It's a book full of let, wisdom letters to us. Wisdom. It's gold, and it's God's godly wisdom to us, and it's good. It's still relevant for us today. It's relevant as when it was first written. And I guess the banner of Proverbs altogether throughout this, this book is this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Those who fear the Lord will gain insight and wisdom and knowledge. That's what this book's all about, really. It's quirky in many ways. Um, it's, it's odd in many ways. Some of the wisdom that we're, we're told, you know, it's, 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 it's quite odd. It's quite difficult to, to fully understand. But says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And this is what I felt drawn to share with us. Right at the start of this new year, you know, life, as I said, is complex. It's up and down. It's two years on now with COVID. We've been through challenging times as a church as well. Um, I don't know about you, but life has just felt pretty flat over the last couple of years. You know, really limiting. You know, I was worried that we wouldn't get down south like... Am I going to see my mum again? You know, it's kind of, it's, it's flattening, it's limiting, it's full of emotions up, down, left, right. We are carrying all sorts of feelings through it. So what do we need to remember to hold on to in and above, up and over everything else, is what we find in the middle of these verses, trust in the Lord with all of our heart. It's so easy to say, right? But it's ultimately what we're encouraged to do, to trust him with everything with jobs with health with future with the unknown with pain trust him with everything man i'm preaching very much to myself i've got some dear friends here that are just walking alongside us as we're going through pain ourselves many of you are as well and what do i need to do what do you need to do we need to trust the lord with all of our heart let's just walk through these verses it's not going to be rocket science today You know me. Um, Verse one and two, my son, don't forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commands for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. If you've got these these verses open, just hold them open in front of yourself because we're just going to walk through them. My son, don't forget my teaching. Don't forget it. This isn't a father just passing on fatherly human wisdom to a son. This isn't Solomon passing it on to his son saying, this is just some of my wisdom I've made up. You know what it's like. I come up with sayings that aren't even true. You know, I say things and my son's always like, "Dad, that's not even a thing. Um, And I'm like, I'm sure it's a thing. I'm sure that's a word. He's like, no, that's not a word. That's just not a word. And, and I come up with different bits of wisdom that I think my family are going to enjoy at points, and very rarely. Um, but this is not a father giving human wisdom. This is the ways of the Lord. This is what he's saying. I want you to hold on to the ways of God, the knowledge of God, the wisdom of God, the teachings of the Lord. And if you do, if you hold on to this truth, the wisdom, the knowledge, it will do good for you. It'll be healing for you. It'll be nourishment for your bones, for your soul, if you hold on to it. So as true as it was then, it's as true for us today. If we hold on to the teachings of this book, of the wisdom that we're reading here, if we hold on to that, if we encourage one another with it, man, it'll be good for us. It says it leads to life and peace. That's what I need. You know, we need human wisdom, of course we do. We need godly wisdom from one another, of course we do. But actually what we need more is to provoke each other to get stuck into this book and to say, man, what does it say? What are the ways of the Lord? What is the wisdom and the teachings of our God? Verse 3, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Don't let them leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Don't let love and faithfulness ever leave you, friend. It's easy to say, but don't let it leave you. It's easy for it to flitter away at points, but it's saying don't let it do that. Don't ever, ever, ever let love and faithfulness, steadfast love and faithfulness leave leave you. Let them underpin everything we are, all that we do, all that we say, all that we think. A love and faithfulness that are unmoved unchanging, uncompromised, unwavering, set in stone, a covenant. It's what God makes with us, right? There's a covenant of love and faithfulness that he says, hey, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. My love is steadfast and sure. It's this kind of love, friends, as Christians, as Christ followers, we're to have engraved, it says, on our hearts, Hung around our necks. People wear jewellery, don't they? It's not to be hidden away. So people go, wow, that's beautiful. Don't let them leave you. Tie them around your neck. Let them be on display. Make sure they're engraved, written on your hearts. We know in Proverbs 4, it says the heart is really the control center of all that we are. It's where our motives come from. Where our desires and longings live, and out of the heart is the is the fountain of of our life. It's it's the we're called to guard that place. We're called to steward that place, to guard it. What goes in comes out. So I just want to ask us. I want to challenge us. What's going into your heart? Is it love? Is it faithfulness? Because if that's going in, man, that will be coming out as well. Is it bitterness? To resentment, to hatred, jealousy, lust. Let love and faithfulness be engraved on our hearts. Let it be on display. Let it be on display. It will lead to fruit. Verse 4 says, So you'll win favor and a good success or a good reputation, a good repute in the sight of God and man. It's awesome, isn't it? Imagine that. Imagine that, Rich. God looks at you and He just says, Man, I'm so just pleased with you. Just so pleased with you. He does say that. A good success, a good repute, a good reputation with God and man. So right at the start of this new year, I want to ask us as a church family: have we got love and faithfulness right in the core of who we are? So easy. I'm asking myself, I'm looking at this like a mirror. Have I got love and faithfulness? Right in the core of who I am. Is it on display? Is it tied around my neck? If you bump into me, are you going to say, Man, San, you're looking more loving these days? Or more lovely. (laughs) However, that's, that's equally as wonderful. I'm noticing more faithfulness pouring out of you. I really hope so. And please challenge me as a friend, as a brother as an equal here with you, please challenge me if you don't see that. If you don't see love, if you don't see faithfulness, maybe not all together, that would be overwhelming. <laughs> maybe one-to-one <laughs> over a coffee. What does it look like? Are they on display? Would others see it in our lives? I'm just asking you. Just asking the question. Holy Spirit, speak to us. He'll reveal. Verse 5, trust in the Lord. Here we go. It's like a fridge magnet verse that we all know. Trust in the Lord with all our heart and let's not lean on our own understanding. There's a contrast here. There's two ways of life, right? There's two roads. These are ever-present. Every day we have this choice. We can trust in the Lord or we can trust in ourselves. Dan, that is a big bottle of water, bro. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I was just suddenly overwhelmed. I hope that is water. It's a mix. I'm so sorry. I'm just stunned by that bottle. It is nice. It's lovely. There are two ways. I'm so sorry, Dan. A trust in the Lord with all of our heart, or we can trust and rely on ourselves. And I know which way, if I'm honest, I'll often lean. How about you? I know which way I'll often lean. I think I've got wisdom. I think I've got the right understanding. I think I know the right advice to give myself. But often I need a mirror that his word held up against me. Or I need a friend to say, man, I don't quite see it that way. Relying on self or relying on the Lord? The reality is we 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 flit in between. All of us will. And there's so many inspirations in this room here. Many of you set brilliant examples. But the reality is we're all human beings. We're being taken from glory to glory. We know that. We're being changed, ever increasing into his image. But the reality is we'll all fleet in and out of this. Trusting God, trusting ourselves. Trusting God, trusting ourselves. Some days we'll be smashing it. Other days not so well. But the the wisdom for us all, the reality for us all first, is that through fear or the sense of losing control, we want to hold tight to what we think is right. But the wisdom here for us all is to fully trust and to fully rely and to fully put our confidence, every aspect in the Lord. Not just when the sun's out, and I know it's not out at the moment. Not just when things are going well. Literally yesterday, within 24 hours, this was the reality for me. Within 24 hours, I was, yesterday morning, just feeling like on top of the world. Within the space of a few hours, I felt my heart plummet. And it's in those moments that you've got to go, hang on, who am I trusting right now? Who am I placing my trust in right now? This word trust means to throw yourself upon or to lean your life up against, if you like. I love that. So what are you doing? Are you leading your life up against a friend, a family member, a partner, yourself? Or are you leaning your whole being up against the Lord? Are you throwing yourself against him? The basic dictionary definition is a couple. A firm belief, this is what trust is, a firm belief in the reliability, the truth, or the ability of someone or something. Or... Pretty similar, a firm belief in the character, the strength or the truth of someone or something, or to rely upon or place confidence in. Now, do I want to do that with myself? In the cold light of day, do I really want to put 100% reliance and confidence in myself? Sometimes. But definitely not always. And that's going to be true for you as well. Am I 100% reliable? Absolutely not. (laughs) Am I 100% safe and sure and strong and right and pure? No. Do I feel secure to place full confidence in myself? No. And neither should you. Not just in me, but in yourself. Because we're feeble, we're fickle. We're up and down. I know me... And I know how up and down I can be. So why on earth would I put full confidence in my own feebleness? I need to put it. You said it, Katie, but I didn't realize I had it in my notes. I need to put my full confidence in the maker of heaven and earth. I mean, just think about that for a moment. Like That's who we're leaning our lives up against. The one who made everything. Psalm 121 Two verses, verse 1 and 2 says, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. That's why we can trust him. Because he made heaven and earth. This doesn't mean that we shouldn't have confidence in ourselves. I want to be careful here. I don't want you to misunderstand me and say, we can be confident in life, absolutely. That doesn't mean arrogance, but we can be confident. We can have a godly confidence in the gifts and skills and abilities he's given us. But this is a deeper thing. It's where we put our ultimate reliance in life. So I just want to ask some questions again. What does this look like for you right now in life? 2022. Is it 22? It's 22. It feels like we've been in a vortex. Man, for Pete's sake, it's 2022. What, What about you right now? What does it look like for you? Are you relying on self for a lot of your life? Or are you relying on the Lord? Just want to give a moment of stillness. Just, let's just be still for a minute. Just invite Holy Spirit to speak to you. If you've got a notepad, maybe you want to make some notes. He'll highlight things. Just see where he, he lingers, see where he leads you. What areas of your life, friend, right now are you relying on that is unhelpful, actually, because it's bringing anxiety? It's bogging your heart down. Holy Spirit will reveal stuff. Just write them down. And at the end, when we pray, you can just repent from that. You can just turn from that and say, God, I'm sorry. And you know what? You never meet a God and a Father who's ready to whip you and hit you and slap you and say you've been silly. He's always there with an open arms like we've just been singing. A faithful, loving Father. So Holy Spirit, reveal to our hearts where we've put a a false reliance on self and not on you. See what comes to mind. Verse 6, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. What this doesn't say is if you pray, everything's going to go well for you. If you just give it to the Lord, your plans will succeed. What this says is, if we acknowledge him in all of our ways, he will turn what is crooked into straight paths. He will illuminate paths in front of us that we didn't even know were there. Because it's his will, it's his plan, it's his direction. Some translations say he'll direct, he'll show, he'll reveal. God wants everything, and he invites us. That's the thing. He doesn't force us. We live with free will. This is amazing. Isn't it a beautiful faith? Like Christianity, isn't it a beautiful faith? Free will. If I want, I could just kick this lectern over. I could just run up and rugby tackle Dave. I won't. Look at his eyes. He wants to take me down. (laughs) I'm looking at him. He's like, come on, bring it on. on. We, we can do any. You can do anything. Like you have free will. He has not punched in a program that means you just. I must obey. You have free will, because what sort of love isn't free will? But within that free will, he invites us to share everything with him, like all of the longings of our hearts, all of the pain, all of the joy, all of the excitement. All of the confusion, all of it. He wants all of it. One of my dear friends down south. Man, well, I don't even know if he's real, really, because he's. I want to be more like it. He's just like, yeah. I was just talking to the Lord today. I just, I'm, I'm just out in the car. I'm just. I was chatting to the Lord earlier, and this is how he talks. And part of me is like, uh, is that is that right? Is that real? But I know, man. I want to be more like that. I want to be more like just this innocent, childlike, driving in the car, looking at the clouds, clowns, <laughs> clouds. I hate clowns. Scare me. <laughs> I can't believe I said clown. They scare me. Who else is scared by clowns? We're going to pray at the end. I <laughs> see see these hands. Um, just just begin to talk to him. He wants everything. I think there's a real innocence about bringing everything before the Lord. I think so often we don't want to do that. When we're anxious, if you're anything like me, it's like the the oxygen gets sucked out of the room, out of your life. And it's like you're going to hold your breath and you're going to head down, you're going to stoically crack on. And you'll occasionally invite the Lord in, just a bedtime prayer, a, a grace prayer at dinner, or I'll say a prayer in the morning as a quiet time to start my day. The Lord doesn't want a quiet time with you. The Lord wants your 24-7. Quiet times are fab, but if you're relying on just a quiet time and then cracking on with your day, we're missing the point. The quiet time, the space of devotion is, is there as an invitation to say, man, talk to me all day long. The Lord is longing for us. I feel like there's a day coming where he just wants all of it. He wants us to just talk to him all the time. Not just these religious set programs and patterns. They're good, by the way. I think we need more of that to start a discipline and a delight, right? But if that's what we're doing just to tick a box, he wants all of it. He wants to just chat to you through the day. He wants to reveal dangers in front of you. He wants to whisper to you all the time, I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm for you. I made you. He wants everything. This doesn't mean you have to pray about what t-shirt to wear. You can do. Doesn't quite mean that. I'm talking about those longings, those desires, those future plans. What should I do about this, Lord? What about this relationship, Lord? That kind of thing. Give him everything. He knows anyway. So I just want to ask, what decisions are in front of you? 2022, the start of this new year. What are you not chatting to the Lord about? What are you not bringing before him? Or maybe he's speaking to you about it and you're kind of la, 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 fingers in ears. And he's he's telling you, don't go that way. He's saying, this is the way, walk in it. Just see what Holy Spirit is speaking to you about. Proverbs 16, verse nine. The heart of man plans his way but the Lord establishes his steps. Man, I love that verse. Our hearts plan, and it's right to plan. It's good to plan. We must plan, but we must know. Let's not be arrogant enough to think that we're the ones that dictate the, the ways that we should go all the time. As we plan in our hearts, the ways is to say, Lord, this is what I'm planning, but know that he will establish He will direct. He will tell you which ways to go. Psalm 31, 14 and 15, the first part of uh, verse 15. But I trust in you, O Lord. But I trust in you, O Lord, I say. You are my God. My times are in your hand. My times are in your hand. The message translation says this. Desperate, I throw myself on you. You are my God. Hour by hour, I place my days in your hand. Our times are in his hand. Our days are in his hand. Your life is numbered. The days of your life is numbered. I don't say that to bring fear. I I pray it brings security. Because your life is in his hands. So that's how we can acknowledge him in all our ways. Because we say, Lord, my life is in your hands. You created me in my mother's womb. You knew me before I was even formed. You knew me. That's why I can trust in you. That's why I can trust in you. Friends, our days are numbered. You know, just a personal thing. i have just reminded of this during worship, actually. Trusting in the Lord. Um, when my son, who's almost towering over me now, but... We didn't realize that Em was pregnant with, with Tom um, because we hadn't planned it. We hadn't planned to have a, a child as soon as we did. Um, and Em was on some pretty strong medication that uh, we, we had to have um, lots of hospital appointments and she was closely monitored because of something she was suffering with. Um, but the medication, there was, there was a lot of fear around it. It potentially would be very harmful for Tom. Um, and we saw him when when he was he was scanned. She had the initial scan when it was like four weeks, and it was literally like half a grain of rice just flicking. You know, when you're like, man, God, you made this life. There he is, Tom. He's massive now. He's like a big galoot now. Like this, this little, this little grain of rice flicking, flicking, flicking. But we were worried that he would be. Um, uh, it would be really harmful for him. There was all sorts of different, you know, when, the worst case scenario. So we were worried that it would just impact his life into, into the rest of his life, and he might not survive. There was all sorts of different things. Um, and it was Em's grandparents, and particularly her granny. They're real heroes of the faith. You've heard us talk of them time and time again, but it was Em's granny once. She, she sat us down and she says, well, darlings, you've got to rest and trust that's all we could do that's all we had we we're so fearful we we're like man we didn't even know you were pregnant and we didn't even, we don't even know whether our little man's going to survive and it's like we rest and we trust it's easy to say that now it's easy to say that now our days our hours our minutes our lives are numbered and they're in his hands What will help us then is to remember that God is always good. This is what helps me trust in him, to know that he's always good. He's always kind. He's always pure. He's always just. He's always full of mercy. He's always compassionate. He's always faithful. That's why we can trust him. Because he's always 100% those things and more all of the time. He knows all things. He's before all things. He's in all things. He's all powerful. Who better to fully rely on? And as it says at the last part of these verses, it will bring healing to our flesh and refreshment to our bones. Andy and crew, we didn't talk about this before. Could we finish with a song today? I'm not just going to make one up and expect us to sing that. I was wondering whether we could sing that faithful Father again. I don't even know whether it's called that. (laughs) You are faithful Father, that one. I almost started singing it, but that would be bad. Um, If you guys don't mind, is that is that okay? Is that right? As they're getting ready, I want to read read this from the message from Proverbs three. This is those few of those verses from, from Proverbs 3, from the message, paraphrase, translation. It says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. As I'm reading this out, and as we begin to worship again in a minute, I want, not, I want you to hold those questions in front of you. What is going on in life for you right now? What is in front of you in this, in, in this year? What are you worried about? What are you relying on self with? What do you need to fully hand over to the Lord again? See where Holy Spirit leads and guides you. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. Your body will glow with health and your very bones will vibrate with life. Who wants some of that? For your body to glow with health and your very bones to vibrate with life. Do you want some of that? I do. I want my bones to vibrate with life. I want whoever comes near me to say, San, you're so full of life. You are full of love. You are full of faithfulness. Let's stand and pray, and then we're gonna, I'm going to hand to you guys. Is that all right? Thanks, bud. Isaiah 30, verse 15, says, In quietness and trust shall be your strength. That's awesome, isn't it? In repentance and rest was your salvation, but in quietness and trust shall be your strength. Friends, in quietness and trust, as you trust in the Lord, you'll find strength. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we come to you at the start of this new year. We're well into the new year now, but we come to you now and we just say reveal areas that we've, We haven't fully surrendered again. Help us, Lord. Help us. Help us, Lord Jesus. I ask, wonderful Holy Spirit, counselor, comforter, revealer, encourager, come and reveal areas of our heart that we need to turn from and we need to hand back to you as the Lord of our life. Say together again, you are the Lord of our lives. If you want to do that, why don't you say that? Lord Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. Lord Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. So in quietness and trust, Lord, we come to you. And we surrender our lives to you again. We say you're faithful. We say you're good. We say you're kind. You're full of mercy and faithfulness. You're full of love. So we trust in you with all of our hearts. We don't want to lean on our own understanding. We want to acknowledge you in everything we do, knowing that you will direct our steps. Just talk to him. Just pray to him. Just give him your hearts. And these guys will lead us as we worship to close